what we're trying to do is help you have some words and help you have a conversation about what your internal experience is and share that with your partner and see if we can't get it responded to. If you can do that, it alters your experience. It literally changes what your brain does around these kinds of hard places. Connecting Couples with the Real Emhoffs. Hi, Chad and Angela Emhoff here. We're excited to talk about our next uh, podcast in this series and, and kind of discuss with you some of the ways that you guys can catch uh, this cycle and do something different in it. And so if you'll hang out with us for a little bit, we'd love to talk through that. So this series has been about staying tuned in. The, the idea that we think we're tuned in by some of the logistical things or the content that we get kind of caught up in, but really that we're not tuned in unless we're engaged with what's happening internally, emotionally, and we'll be able to pass that along to our partner. So we talked first about sending a clear message, really refining what what the message is my body is sending to me, and then really making it clear and explicit to my partner what is happening for me and what I need from them in that moment. And then we talked kind of about the interference, right? This thing that hijacks us, these protective behaviors that show up for a pursuer, it's a lot of times energy and words. For a withdrawer, it's a lot of times going into their head, thinking or disengaging to kind of protect the relationship. Again, we have very good reasons for that interference, but it really sends a distorted message that gets us sideways. And then we kind of broke down the difference between the perception of a pursuer who thinks they're tuned in when they're really missing themselves emotionally um, and, and a withdrawer who thinks they're engaged when really they're, they're missing it as well. And we talked in the last two episodes about what it really looks like to be tuned in. And man, we know those conversations are hard, but we really love to hear that couples are taking the time to try to have that intentional conversation yeah. of being more aware of what's happening and then trying to share that with your partner. So good job for you guys who are doing that and hanging in there. And now we kind of want to talk about, you know, multiple times we've said we want to have these connect points not when the cycle is happening, not when you're escalated, not when you're fighting, but on, you know, Saturday morning having a cup of coffee doing it or at a different time on a date night. But now we actually just want to take this episode to talk about what it looks like in the moment when you get sideways, what it looks like when that cue hits you and you know, uh uh-oh, it's going bad. And now that you have an awareness about being tuned in, how does it go differently than it used to? Instead of getting hijacked, what does it look like to be in the moment aware that something's happening and then shift either how you respond to yourself or how you share with your partner or how you respond to your partner? I mean, there are so many scenarios that it could go different if you're tuned in or if your partner's tuned in. So that's what this episode is about. It's about the catch in the middle of the the cycle, being able to go, it's happening. Well, and everybody everybody knows it's a pursuer's job to catch it, right? Oh, no, no. Come on now. What? The reality is that withdrawers have a really good uh, opportunity to catch because they can see the energy in the person. So much energy. In the partner and the pursuing partner. Yeah, but there's so So much energy. No, and it's so hard for a pursuer to catch because their stoic withdrawers don't show them much affect. It's really hard. No eyebrow movement. Give me an eyebrow up. There we go. Uh, Anyway, uh, no, I'm, I'm being facetious. Like... Of course, it's both of our jobs, right? right? Whoever can. I mean, that's the thing that's always so like mind blowing to me is like people kind of like, oh, you did it, but you did it. Well, well, I'm going to tell you guys both. You both catch it. Yeah, me and Angela. It's our job to catch it. Whose responsibility is it to slow down a fight or to stop the cycle or to come back and make a repair? Whoever can. Whoever can. You're the one who's aware of what went wrong, and you can come back and own it or acknowledge it. What a shift it makes. Be the one who can if you can. Yeah. What does it look like to really 
one or the other of you say, Hey, whoa, 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 we're doing this thing. You know, there's lots of little tips and tricks. And I think we could probably spend the whole time talking about that, but, but, and we probably will throw some of them at you, but, but really the idea is, can we notice when we're doing this thing? And we have given you enough information probably that, that one or the other of you could notice it. And, that at and, least something's going wrong. Yeah. And, and, and that's the first step, right? You guys know GI Joe, knowing is half the battle, baby. <laughs> we got to know before we can, can change it. And if we don't see it, we can't change it. Right. So I think it was an episode, maybe it was four. I'm not sure of yeah. this series. Chad brought up an acronym. That's a really beneficial acronym. If you can kind of download it. Temp. And that was the temp or tempo because we organized yeah. it a little bit at the end. But, but the idea there that if you can catch what we're going to call the trigger or the the cue. And we've said it before, if you're in therapy, a lot of time, a times the therapist will ask this question. Yeah. What's the first thing you notice? Chad last episode said, right before you go away, what do you feel in your gut? Right before, right, right. So we're, if we're reviewing the tape and the play has gone bad, we're actually going to right before the play goes bad to see what led up to the bad part. And so this is that idea of trying to really refine the moment when our body gets hit with the uh uh-oh. Yeah, it's going to go bad. We've got to see the uh oh. What do we see? What do we feel? Can we articulate at the moment where the tone shifted? Can we talk there for just a second? Yeah, and and so it's it's important to have a common language there. So if I feel something or you feel something. We would love for you guys to do something that we do in our marriage conferences, and, and that is to name your the fight, name the cycle that you guys get caught in. And because every time you get caught in a cycle, you're both kind of experiencing whatever it is that you've described. Yeah, for These sure. things, our bodies, while they're brilliant and while they're complex and while they do all Adaptive, these incredible all things, the things. They, they, they oftentimes are very predictable. Right, so if if me and Angela get in a fight, I know that the way that my body's going to signal signal me is it's going to make my gut feel something, and then I'm going to go to my head, and it works that way every single time. For and, me, the way my yeah. body signals me is that it cues the energy, and poof, here comes the words, the urgency, yeah. and the words. Yeah. And so if we can find a way to say, hey, you know, our, our, our cycles here or the typhoons here or, or somebody says Dallas is yeah. here or Jumanji, Jumanji is here. Yeah. yeah. We just rolled the dice in Jumanji, you know, and like the, the drums are beating or however you can we start. We just started the dance. So find goes. a language for what goes on for you guys. That's yeah. what we want to say. This is the way that you start to kind of alter that. I have a couple that says, we're doing that thing that Angela says we're doing, right? So they kind of, <laughs> they kind of use me. We're doing that thing, that thing we do. Uh, here's, I've, I've often wanted to name our fights Angela. No. Uh, because so I'm unfair. like, oh, we're doing an Angela. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're about to fight. It's yeah. not okay. Uh, Don't name whatever's happening for you after your pursuing partner spouse. It's a little bit Or withdrawing for partner. Both. Or we're doing the chat. here's the idea is you're in the middle of the cycle and one of you kind of, like it's, it is kind of a withdrawal move to go to your head, but one yeah. of you goes to your head and thinks and goes, wait a minute, cognitively, I remember hearing about this on the podcast, feeling is talking about this in therapy, acknowledging this in our, uh, hold me workshop tight workshop, or whatever, yeah. this is the thing. And so step one is if you can say we're doing the thing, it's happening yeah. right now, yep. then that's an opportunity where you might be able to pump the brakes. But let's say you miss that. Let's say you miss that first trigger and you jump right into the feeling and Here here's the go. emotion, right? And so for the emotion, it might be anxiety. We've talked about that for a pursuer, for a withdrawer. What are some of the emotions that you might be able to, if you're starting to articulate them, 
feel I'm getting it wrong. I'm getting I'm in trouble. I'm I got in trouble. caught. I got something wrong. I better fix this. So in the moment to be able to catch it, you could possibly as a withdrawer say, it feels like I'm in trouble and I'm not really sure what I'm, what I did wrong. Yeah. That's great. For a pursuer, I could say, I can feel myself escalated. Like, like I really want to tell you something more urgent, urgently, and I'm not even really sure what's happening here, but I yeah. think it's about to go bad. It's great. It, even though that's not the content, we're talking about trying to get under the content into the process, which is sharing what is happening in my body and can I get my partner to unite with me. He's on my team. And if we align with this thing that's happening, then there's a chance that we can prevent it from getting sideways or getting stuck in this place that feels so yuck. That's what we want to try to avoid. Yeah, exactly. And so the way that we fight that is exactly what we're talking about. We're going to name it. We're going to be able to kind of recognize our triggers. We're going to be able to put some words to our emotions and kind of what maybe even what we're believing, like that temp acronym, and then say, I don't want to do this protective action. So what do we want to do? Which is is go back. uh, Let's jump even before we get to that protective action. Let's say you missed the trigger and you weren't able to slow it down then. So then you start to have that emotional response, anxiety, or feeling like you're getting it wrong. That's either side of that cycle. And let's say you get so far, and this does happen quick. If we're doing a frame by frame, we might be in frame three or four out of 24. We're not like in frame 20 or... So not even a half a second Not even half a second in. You might all of a sudden jump to meaning. And that's something that Chad said. It could be a view of self. It could be a view of other, or it could be a view of the relationship. And so let me try to be really clear about what I mean. Chad and I are in an argument. Um, It goes, everything's going fine. And then all of a sudden it's not fine. And I have gone quickly from the trigger, the emotion, the anxiety I feel to this place where I am starting to say, he doesn't even care about me or I must not be important. And that meaning is already multiple steps down. That meaning is actually the thing that's going to, that's going to bring that protection online. That meaning goes, man, if he, if he doesn't find what I'm saying valuable, here comes my protection. I better say it better. I better be more articulate. More or, urgent. More, or more, more urgent. Forceful, if Chad more, says, yeah. man, if I'm getting it wrong, then, then the, it brings that, that meaning of I must be failing. I must not be doing enough. Here comes that protective action. That behavior is then comes online that says, I better get to doing something. I better, sh- yeah. I better show her. I better do the dishes, take out the trash. Yeah. Well, and and what's funny is I was just thinking about the opposite of that is true too. Like I'm in the bottom of the hole. The worst thing I can do is keep on digging. So I'll shut my mouth and sit here and wait for the storm to pass. Right. There's another like angle that that doesn't really, it doesn't pan out so well. So you can catch the trigger and try to throw it into the game. You can catch the emotion, try to throw it into the game. You can catch the meaning in that moment. I might say, Chad, listen, I don't know what just happened here, but I'm starting to believe that you don't even care about me. That's a meaning statement. I'm starting to believe that I have to, I'll say, we said it in the last episode, in our conversations, I'll say, Chad, I can feel myself wanting to trump some drama. For us, that language is, I can feel myself escalating and I can feel my body wanting to try to make this more urgent so that you listen. Here's Here's a little tip. Yeah. Pursuit or withdrawers. When she just a minute ago says, Chad, I feel like maybe you're not, what was it, hearing you me? You don't care about me. Maybe. Yeah, maybe sure. you don't care about me. My, my first response is internally to go, oh, that's not true. 
Like yeah. I want, I want to argue with her. Yeah. Like in terms I of, do well, too I care, do about, care about, you. about you. That's why I work so right? hard. All the things. So, so in all of these scenarios, your best move isn't <laughs> to defend your position. <laughs> isn't to say yes, I do. It, it's to go. Oh man, what we want to do in this moment. If if she articulates that, if my wife Angela says, I feel like maybe you don't care about me. My oh, best move sucks. in that moment is to go. Okay, what is it like to be her and to not feel cared for? Right, because if if I'm a withdrawer and I'm fa- I'm afraid I'm failing, she's kind of saying you're failing. I don't feel like you mm-hmm. care about me. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, as long as we can find a way to be secure That's in the that moment, right? That my that this interaction I is need sending to, me. Then I need to say, okay. That's got to suck for you to feel that way. I'm sorry you feel that way. I do want to be here for you. I do want to show up. I'm not really sure how to. That's okay. I mean, we're not expecting you guys to have every answer, but but we do have to send the message that says I am here. And I and heck, I, I feel pretty bad right now too because that's not at all what I want to happen. I, that seems like it's awful. Let me stay here with you. This this really rude phrase that says it sucks to be you. If we could add empathy to that and use it, it works great. To be able to be like, man, uh, sucks to be you. That really like that? sucks, man. I hate that you're there. It, I hate that I even did something to send you to that yeah. place, man. Thanks for sharing that with me. How can we get this on a different direction? You guys, if, if you've ever uh, don't been, say been it around. sucks to be you in the middle of a fight. That'd be horrible. I'm gonna try it on Angela next no. time. Really. Sucks to be you. <laughs> No. I want some more cake. No, it's not okay. no. But but what I was gonna say, if, if you've ever been around very many of us, uh, you know, EFT people, or you've been in a marriage therapy, or you've been in one of our conferences, you've heard us say that that sucks because I think oh that is it does recently in our recent history sucks is the word that we use to describe a really bad place Ugh, and and that's and, horrible that's yeah and it's I kind of acceptable that. we all get what sucks means right. Yeah. Um, in the context of, of not doing good or having a bad day, it yeah. sucks, right? And so I think I think sometimes if if you literally rip the word off and just say, you know what, that sucks. I'm sorry. I don't want you to be in that place. I certainly don't want to. I'm in my head trying to come up with answers for it, but I yeah. want you to know I'm here. I mean that 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 might slow down the cycle a Absolutely. little bit. Absolutely. You guys, these are like ninja moves. They really are. And we want to highlight again that we're asking you to do a hard thing and that we even struggle doing this in our own relationship. We have to come back and do repairs and we're going to do one entire series on repairs coming up. But Chad and I have to do them all the time because even though we know this information, we still get it wrong. We still miss these opportunities to slow down the fight and it'll hijack us quick. It'll come in fast and hard. We'll have said bad things, things that we regret. It's not, it does, it's not fun for either. It literally, sucks. It's not fun for either one. And so here we are with a catch. This is the last episode in our series about staying tuned in. And if you are really tuned in, in in the the therapeutic circles, they'll they'll call it attunement, you know, whether or not the, even the therapist can kind of stay in tune with what's happening for the couple, but can the couple stay in tune with each other? And this idea that we've already talked about the trigger, right? If you can catch the very first thing that happened or that right before it went bad, what was that thing? Great. If you can't catch that and we jump into already the emotional feelings, if you can share the emotional feelings, great. If you miss the first, the trigger, and you miss the emotion, and you're able to start recognizing that your body has assigned meaning to what's happened, and that meaning is what brings that protective behavior online, if you can't catch the first three, maybe you can try to catch the behavior. Maybe I can start to feel myself criticizing 
directing traffic, meaning like telling Chad what he needs to do, um, telling him what his motivation is or what his, he's feeling, telling him what he should do or why doesn't he do that, sometimes controlling behavior, sometimes um, a, a pursuer might not attack their partner, but they might start striving. Because if the meaning is that he's not valuing what I'm saying or if I'm not being heard, I might find myself cleaning my whole house, reading an extra book, trying to get more work done, because I'm trying to do something that kind of counteracts that negative meaning that I have. And it's the same for a withdrawer, right? Yeah. If a withdrawer gets the meaning that, uh-oh, I'm in trouble, I better do something, and the very next move is they start doing the dishes... You, you might have an engaged withdrawer if he's doing the dishes, or he might be doing something because he had a negative meaning message sent to him, <laughs> either way. Um, but that protective behavior, if you yeah. can recognize that you're doing the thing you do to try to stay safe or to try to keep the relationship in line, but you're missing it, maybe bring that to the table. Hey, I can acknowledge I just found myself yeah. wanting to do this. Th- those, are, those are four entry points where you can c- try to catch this thing from going wrong. It is a ninja move. It is really hard. But Well, and, 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 and remember, you, we try to present that from our perspective, not from the perspective of the other, right? Like, well, I'm not going to come to Angela and say, yeah. I see that you have a lot of uh, <laughs> energy and something's wrong with you. Uh, right. or, or vice versa. We have to say that about ourselves. We're In the looking moment, for these we're catching ourselves. ourselves. Yeah. yeah. And so we are trying to help you guys find ways to interrupt these cycles, name yeah. your cycle, be clear. Of it. Try to bring forward something different than you've always done around painful places. So yeah. that might be, um, it, it very well could be the, the moment where it goes wrong. It could be you know, that you just kind of come home from work and, and start to have a conversation about what really happens to you internally around the stress of coming home. It could be that you have a conversation around the stress of, you know, being home all day or being home with our kid all day. If I'm talking about Angela kind of here, uh, or it could be that lots we, of options, it could be lots of things, but what we're trying to do is help you have some words and help you have a conversation about what your internal experience is. And share that with your partner and see if we can't get it responded to. If yeah. you can do that, it alters your experience. It literally changes what your brain does around these kinds of hard places. Here's the incredible thing that I even learned is that once you have one or two good experiences around resolving these or slowing these cycles down, then the next time you're in one, your body goes, we've gotten out of this tight place before. So there's hope that this isn't going to derail us. And yeah. the more you do it, the less intense those bad moments feel. And it actually, you'll see them happening fewer and fewer times. Yeah. So let's jump really quick as we, as we wrap this episode up and we wrap this series up with the connect point. We would love it if you could try to stop a cycle from happening. Try to hijack what's being hijacked. You know, try to really get in there and take <laughs> it, take it back, kind of, right? Back. And so yeah. if you can, great. Then here's what your connect point would be, is that on Saturday morning when you sit down for that cup of coffee, you say, wow, we almost got in a fight yesterday and we did something different and talk about what it felt like. That would be a great thing. Let's say you didn't catch it in the middle, which by the way, it's really hard to do. So if you do great, that's a great conversation. But if you don't, then we want to kind of cue up what we call in hold me tight as revisiting the Rocky moment. If you can at that moment review the tape 
and actually talk about the fight that happened and talk about your part in any of these. If you can acknowledge the trigger that set you off, you can acknowledge the emotion you had, you can acknowledge, acknowledge the meaning you you put behind it, or if you could acknowledge your behavioral move that you went to, yeah. if you can share any of your moves with your partner in that connect point, wow, what a great conversation that would be. Yeah. And the more you talk about it, the more you have words for this stuff, the the more your body will start to not only feel more comfortable in doing these authentic and vulnerable moves, but you'll actually start to have better experiences around some of these because you'll have that trust that we're both engaged, we're both staying tuned in, and we're both going to be responsive when the, when it happens. Thanks so much for listening to us. Thanks so much for, for taking the time and the effort to invest in your relationship. It will pay you back dividends. We believe in you guys. We're, we're excited that, that we get to share this with you, and we, we know that if you take the time to invest in your relationship it always pays you back. So Absolutely. engage with it. Don't don't leave these things on the shelf. Try to try to push into this. If if you need help or you need somebody to to help you get connected with a therapist, man, there are great resources out there. ICEEFT.com is one that you can look for. Uh, that's a great place if you're if some of this stuff resonates with you and you think, hey, I want somebody who can help us work through this. Yeah. Go find a therapist who would who would be glad to work with you, I'm sure. Also, you can look for a Hold Me Tight workshop or Creative for Connection workshop in your area. They happen all over the country and they're yeah. really great to get plugged into. We love that you're listening to us and we look forward to catching you in the next series. Thanks. Thanks.